Welcome back to The Paper Fold. I'm your host, Sarah, the paper nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. Those changes I referenced in my March episode are still playing out. Suffice to say, for now, I'm just so grateful that this podcast allows me to stay in touch with our paper community that is scattered across the country and the world. Right now, many of us, including my guest today, are prepping to travel to San Francisco for the Noted Expo on April 27th and 28th. If you are there and you see me, please say hi. But if you are not there, keep that FOMO in check as there are so many opportunities opportunities to connect with our community. I well remember being too pregnant with my daughter to go to National Stationery Show in 2006. I thought the world was ending and the those five days of that market were probably the longest in what seemed an endless pregnancy. So keep in mind that on April 29th, everyone goes back to their lives and starts planning the next gatherings, in this case, the summer gift markets. It's all a process and a cycle. Participate as you see fit. And that is part of the reason I think having the one and only Emily McDowell as a guest on here is so informative and helpful. Her perspective is such that she is able to take a macro and micro view of our community simultaneously. As a result, I could nerd out with her all day. If you have not listened to the first part of this interview, please go ahead and do so so that you can get fully acquainted with Marvelous Emily. But if you don't want to do that, you just need to know that a decade ago with her empathy cards, Emily transformed greeting cards from essentially a boomer social exchange to something that fosters real connections with the imperfect lives we lead in clear focus. So I kick off part two of Emily's interview with her discussing her long table foundation created in conjunction with Lisa Congdon right after this. Hey nerds. It is once again that time to shout out the simply exquisite sponsor of this podcast. Yes, I can only be speaking of the one and only Girl with Knife, your BFF in paper goods and now home decor. Alicia Castaldi is the one woman dynamo driving this ever expanding lifestyle brand. Last spring, she won the highly coveted and highly competitive 2022 Artist of the Year Award from the Greeting Card Association, but it's a new year now. And fortunately for us all, Alicia has dubbed 2023 the year of the iconic bitch. Better yet, she has released a slew of spectacular new designs, all sprung from her nimble knife, and it all promises to completely slay not just you, but anyone who crosses their path. First up are a plethora of pillows sure to make you swoon. Girl with Knife's dreamy and powerful iconic bitch pattern will drop your jaw and stop you in your tracks. It features an evening garden filled with blush flowers and one rather enigmatic butterfly, aka the iconic bitch in the wild. It's available in 16 by 16 and 20 by 20 inch sizes, as well as a lumber pillow to soothe your bitch of a back. As I mentioned, Girl with Knife is a lifestyle brand, which means that if anyone design speaks to you, you can take a deep dive into that vibe. So there's also an iconic bitch candle, as well as a gift wrap, and get ready for this, a diary of an iconic bitch for all your most private thoughts and plots. Personally, however, I cannot get enough of the iconic bitch message adorning not just a gold foiled greeting card, but art prints in two sizes, also gold foiled. It reads, remember, you're an infinitely iconic bitch having a human experience. I can't think of anyone who wouldn't benefit from hearing that. I know I sure did when Alicia kindly popped one in the mail for me. This is just a tiny taste of the brilliant newness hatched by this Palm Springs house of design. 
although Alicia's vision extends to home decor as well as luxury home design, with her knife houses becoming a recurring HGTV feature, what I adore most about this completely American-designed and manufactured range is that at its core is the humble greeting card. With every last card design, Alicia brings her mischievous yet sophisticated perspective to the table, and they accordingly pack an emotional yet polished punch. And that, my friends, is why Alicia is stacking up awards like some of us hoard shoes. She helps us all be our most powerful and enchanting selves. So whether you are a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express yourself or in the trade like me, I can't wait for you to experience this fantastic world. Head on over to girlwithknifeallspelledout.com and get your shop started. I guarantee your stationery, as well as your living and workspaces, will slay. So um, I love that you and Lisa Congdon, who I am also like completely obsessed with, and I loved it when you guys collaborate. I don't know if you collaborated, but I loved, you know, her, her work that came out in your brand. I, I have one of her, you, know, you are not alone cards. I look at it every day on my board. Um, I just love it. So you guys united to start the Long Table Foundation, offering professional mentoring and grants to artists, entrepreneurs, artists and entrepreneurs of color in our industry. I just, I'm, I, 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 when I send you the questions, I ask why you started it. Obviously we know why you started it, but I would love to hear how, like, how did you bring it to life and how can some of my listeners get involved if, if. Yeah, totally. Like so, to? yeah. So Lisa and I, I mean, yeah, we started it because the industry is super white and we started and we looked around <laughs> like, and, we, I don't need to and we looked that. at ourselves and we were like, what, you know, and it also <laughs> was like, what, you know in this, in this world of like, donate, you know, like donate here and, and sign this petition and post this social media post. And like Lisa and I were both asking the questions of ourselves, like, well, what can I, what can I do beyond that? Like, what can I do with the skills that I have, with the resources that I have? Um, and she and I are friends and have been friends for a long time. And we started talking about this because we both had this idea to do mentoring. Um, and Lisa mm -hmm. has done a lot of mentoring. I've done informal mentoring. Lisa has done more formal. She's done a lot of college teaching. And, um, and so we, we started just kind of kicking around this idea and we were like, this would be more fun. Um, and, and just better if we did it together rather than trying to, you know, rather than each of us creating something was a little silo of our, <laughs> ourselves. We were like, let's, <laughs> let's do it together. Um, and you know, this first year, this, this last year was, was the first year that we did it. And, um, it is, we did this, the first year, it was really a, it was like a trial run, you know, and we did mm -hmm. it, we kept it, we wanted to keep it very simple to just see how it would work. We did, um, we, we, each of us had a mentee, um, mm -hmm. each of us had one mentee that we've been working with, um, this last year. And, um, they each received a $5,000 grant that was just a no strings attached grant. And, um, in addition to biweekly mentoring, um, wow. and so it's been so fun. It's been, I love mentoring. Like I love creative direction. I love mentoring. I love one of the things that I have really liked doing is working with, you know, we changed the name of the Emily McDowell studio brand mm -hmm. to Emma and friends. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm in uh 2020 mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there was a lot of strategy behind doing that um sort of to 
try to separate it from me, you know, primarily. Right, right. I mean, you said many. Yeah. Um, You've told me many times since you first got into business, like, I shouldn't have named the studio (laughs) after me. Like, (laughs) so. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yes. And it's also really representative, you know, representative of like, we're more of a publisher, a team creation. um, And we have, anyway, just kind of get back to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've loved to do, loved doing is working with the other artists, the friends, as we call them, um, some of whom are known, like Lisa, some of whom are lesser known, um, to work on their stuff and bring it to life um, in our product formats. And that's felt really fun. And also, you know, creative directing, working with our with our writers and, and designers and and freelance illustrators. And so this is, you know, this kind of mentoring is an extension. Like I love sharing my knowledge and talking about the business and like, you know, help and just being helpful, right? Like it's fun to, it's rewarding to feel helpful. Um, It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, like I love consulting and I feel like I learned so much more from every client than I ever thought I would. Like their issues and what they're working on, like so informs my approach and my perspective. Hey nerds, I am beyond fortunate to work in the community I do. It is filled with so many dynamic women who I am so lucky to call my friends. However, every last maker in our domain does so much more than simply produce cards and stationery. They help us connect not just with others, but with our best and most brilliant selves. And Katherine Hildner at Kitty Meow Boutique is a stellar example of this idea in glorious action. You see nerds, when you enter the Kitty Meow world, you will discover one filled with beautifully designed paper goods that are fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. And who the heck can't use a bit of that? And what woman out there doesn't have a dozen friends who can also use some of that? Let's quickly review a few favorite cards so you can see what I'm talking about. One design reads, wow, another year of being awesome. Get on with your bad self. Happy birthday, you superstar you. Another simply reads, thank you for being my ride or die. Another, for more difficult times, says, sometimes life just sucks. That is all. Now, I read a lot of greeting cards every day, and that messaging hits all the feels. By turns, witty, sweet, loving, compassionate, mischievous. But I also want to point out that the cards look as sharp as they sound. I always think of this range in my head as slinky couture, as the copy is so beautifully and thoughtfully laid out and presented. It really is the greeting card equivalent of a Chanel bag or Prada sunglasses. But with this paper fashion, you are sending it out to someone you love too, so you both get to wear and enjoy it. Also, I can't not mention Kat's entrepreneur collection. Since she has built her own business, she truly understands the importance of cementing key relationships and authentically and professionally connecting in this domain. Whatever your business game, she can help you improve it and put the best version of yourself out there. Here's one favorite. Gah! Cheering you on from across the computer screen. Another reads, cue the confetti cannons. Can't wait to start working on this project together. Her entire range is full of paper gems like these. I dare you to review her site and not think of someone who wouldn't benefit from receiving a kitty meow missive from you in the mail. What I love most about this range is that Catherine is truly seeking to impact the way we interact with each other and how we see ourselves. So this range is far more than only cards. It is filled with lifestyle offerings that will make you smile whenever you see them. There are coasters, notebooks, notepads, writing tools, cocktail napkins, 
whatever you are up to, there is a little bit of kitty meow magic waiting to uplift and inspire you. For all my paper nerds in the wholesale trade, Catherine will be bringing all her kitty meow wares to Noted in San Francisco on April 27th and 28th, so don't miss out. I'll be there swooning for all things Kitty Meow, will you? And of course, if you can't join us, you can shop Kitty Meow on Fair 24-7. Meanwhile, if you are a paper nerd in the wild, seeking the stationery of your dreams, start your shop at kittymeowboutique.com. And don't forget, if you are not seeing this brand on the shelves of your favorite card and gift shop, ask the owner to stock it already and join the family of over 1,000 stores across the nation. So get on this already, kitty cats, and be sure to tell Catherine that Sarah sent you. You've been mentoring probably the world's luckiest greeting card artist, <laughs> Carlos. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to mangle his last name. Carmona Medina? Medina? Ramona Medina. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, of the culture curious uh, for the past nine months. Um, so I'm just so curious, like, what is it like bringing a completely different card range to life? I know it's for you, but there's a certain balance of articulating the voice of a maker with mm -hmm. uh, what's going to perform well at retail. And also, of course, like the voice of your brand. So I'm curious, like how you balance. Yeah. I mean, all. you know, it's really, it's also starts with getting clear on the person's priorities, mm -hmm. right? Like right. it's not about, it's not about what I would do. Like I can <laughs> share what I would do and I can tell them what I would do. Um, <laughs> but it's about what they want to do and what kind of, what kind of life they want to have, what kind of, you know, like how quickly or not they want to grow their brand, what, whether they want to be doing like how they want to do it. And, mm -hmm. you know, this question with Carlos specifically, and I don't think he'd mind me sh sharing this, he's released this range of cards that have um, greetings in different languages that mm -hmm. are, that are pretty simple phrases. They're not like super long, you know, they're, they're like yeah, they're like fairly, you know, they're fairly, fairly ubiquitous, like just mm -hmm. that you would, an English speaker, most English speakers would, would, understand um but they are in different languages and like they're in they're in spanish and german and and just you know probably four or five languages and that is really representative of you know carlos is really a citizen of the world he's lived all over he's from mexico originally um he speaks multiple languages his brand is called the culture curious and it really celebrates different cultures um and that's he really wants to do that. And we have had, you know, many conversations around, will this sell, right? Like, right, is right. this, is the market ready for this? Like, are retailers right. going to see this and be like, oh, like, I wish that, um, you know, Zoom Gibbort's talk, I wish it said happy birthday. Like, if it said happy birthday, I would buy it, you know? And <laughs> we have had, like, we've just had, we've had a lot of sort of theoretical conversations about that. And like, Carlos is really clear and I really respect this, like, I love and I love artistic vision and like mm -hmm. I I can say here's what I think would happen you know here's what I think but like I want you know like my goal when working with anybody is to is to just is to support their artistic vision right, um, right. and to give them you know information that they can use or not you know pay attention to or not I think that like sure. information is always helpful um but 
Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's been, it's, he just launched his wholesale collection um, for the first time at um, the fair uh, winter market. Like Uh it's Mm -hmm. available exclusively on fair now. And um, we actually have a meeting tonight where we're going to talk about, we're going to do some, a little bit post gaming and talk about a survey to send to some retailers and some things like that. And so it's been this, you know, but part of what, what we've been doing as he releases this line is thinking about what, he wants and what he feels is important and what he wants to bring forward as an artist um, versus like what we think the market wants. Totally, totally. And I mean, like, look, I, with my consultant clients, it's the same way. Like, you don't want to hear what I think you should do with your business. Like, I want to know, like, what are your goals? And then let's get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so smart. I think it's so smart um, to take that approach. And it's a, it's a cute, right? It's a, it's a cute, I like the color and like, it's a very kind of engaging range. It's one of those ranges that like, I saw it and like, it sort of got under my skin a little bit, not in a bad way, but like, I, you know, I keep thinking about it. Like, it just kind of like, you know, it's I very, love like, hearing that. I, it's like a he, little, he's super talented. He's a really talented illustrator. He's a wonderful guy. And, um, like he's a true crafts person. Like he really mm-hmm. isn't, he's like an artist's artist. He is a, he's really um uh his his illustration like he's phenomenally talented and um i felt like this range really hits the sweet spot of being mm-hmm. um unlike other things i'm seeing in stores but also sort of consumer friendly and also fun and sweet and a little bit different but not super out there you know like it's right, it kind of right. hits all the it hits all the things for me and right you right. know and that was all carlos like i you know um right, right. that was all him it's yeah. different but it's not too different mm-hmm. you know yeah and um when we were emailing back and forth we we talked a little bit about this trend um that i had been hearing a little bit about and starting to see a bit of like cards becoming a little more versatile so like a strong baby design it could go on a shower gift it could be set with a gift once the new car, once the baby arrives it could be used as an empathy card for a new mom dealing with postpartum um it, i this trend is like earth friendly it's sustainable it's practical most people don't have 50 cards in their houses for any one occasion other than me. Um, so <laughs> Carlos's range takes it one step further. He, you know, he has certain phrases like te amo or celebrate, and they have a universality to them that I think, you know, people sort of like can Im- immediately recognize and celebrate. So, you know, you and I just kind of touched on it, mostly talking about his work, but in terms of that bigger trend, I mean, do you think this is a trend uh, that we should be watching? Um, I do. I do. I think that, again, like this to me speaks to another sort of evolution in stationary where it was, so what, you know, 10 years ago uh, with empathy cards, for example, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was retailers were like, I like this, but I don't know where it goes in my store. Right. Like, I don't know what to do with this. And like, people won't know what to do with it. And like, I'm afraid that my customer won't get it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they won't know what, and we need, 
we need things that are really prescriptive. Like if it's a birthday card, like it has to say happy birthday. Um, you know, no one will just take a card that they like that has a funny message on it that is relatable and then write happy birthday on the inside. Like no one's going to do that. And I was like, why? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Why? It's a card. Yeah. Like you can use it however you want, you know, and we have so many cards. Em and friends has so many cards that are like French, you know, that we call like friendship cards that are basically just like observations about relationships and sort of celebrating, uh, like sort of, a um, like love that two, that two people have for each other in a friend, you know, like someone that you have, like, it's like an in, you know, in joke type of situation, right. Where you could use that card as a thing, like, and we used to get so many questions like, well, I don't, how would this get used? You know? And we would be like, well, you can use it as a, you can use it as a thank you card. You can use it as a birthday card. You can use it as a, you know, just like a thinking of you card. Like you can send it to like, it's sort of infinite. Um, and that, I think, I think that we are, we get less of those questions now. Like Mm -hmm. that feels, it feels more like more retailers are on board with like, yeah, there is a versatility here. It doesn't have to be super prescriptive. People are going to be creative. Like people, you know, people understand how to kind of make things their own. And I, so I think that, um, that combined with, you know, like you said, sort of a, like earth friendliness, a, a, um, desire to simplify and not have like a bazillion cards around, like it's something that's versatile, something that is, you know, you can pull out and use for multiple things. Um, like, I think that, I think that that is, I think it's definitely a, a, a trend that, that I would say to watch. I mean, it's, it's funny because like for me like, as a writer, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. Like I have lots of cards that are um, just blank card, like that are just like blank mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are, have a cute art on the front, but that don't yes. say anything. Um, and then I can just send and use, you know, or give away. And that I think that that for a lot of people kind of takes it a step too far where, where people still are like, I don't know what to write. You know, like right, I want, right. I want yes, something, yes. I want to build on something. Like I want there to be something there <laughs> first and then I can build on it. But like, if you right, give me right. a blank page, I'm terrified and I don't know what to say. And that right, makes, right. Like, that's totally, that makes total sense. And so I think that this kind of more general universality of sentiment kind of strikes a nice balance between mm-hmm. um, help. I don't know what to do. And yes, <laughs> like something that was really prescriptive. Right, right, right. And it's, it's interesting in the boutique space, at least, you know, cards are generally moving towards ungreeted and um, you know, a good card front should inspire the message inside. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. I mean, you're basically giving people writing cues for these moments in life with your, with your card front. So, I mean, it makes sense that it should be able to speak to several types of occasions, you know, between friends, everything from you're celebrating another birthday to you're having a lousy week to, you know, what have you, like it could be molded, um, to each. And, um, and I like it, 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 you know, it's interesting. Um, I love the name of your foundation long, the long table. I mean, I feel like for every new brand that comes on, you know, it is, it's a longer table. We're like, figuring out better ways to relate to each other and connect to each other. And especially when life is really good or really bad. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, it's, it's something that I feel like 
is actually, you know, having worked in other industries, I feel like the station, that's something that's really beautiful about the stationary mm-hmm. industry is that it is so welcoming and it is such a, like it's in general, it's such a friendly place where there is a spirit of collaboration over competition. Like it, like all of that stuff that sounds cliche is actually like yes. kind of real. It's actually um, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, yeah. People, most people who get into it tend to be, you know, very thoughtful, very empathetic. <laughs> like they tend to be yeah. like, you know, yeah. creatives that like we all basically get along. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. And I mean, like I miss, you know, I miss not going to like, I am so happy to never build another booth again. Um, <laughs> but that said, like, I miss going to trade shows because I miss seeing the people, you know, I'm, I miss, um, I miss walking shows and seeing people. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. Like I'm, right. I am not, um, yeah, I, we, you know, we joined with knock knock and my, my main task over the last mm-hmm. five years was to kind of build the business up, build the business to a point mm-hmm. where it could stand, it could exist without me. Right. Um, because I, I also knew that at some point, you know, that at some point that I would want to do something else um, sure. and that I would want different kinds of challenges. And, you know, that as much as I love what, what I've done for the last decade, there are just, there's so much other stuff that I want to do. And I, right. I knew that right. that day would come. Um, right. And so it was like, well, you know, <laughs> they can't really come. like you can't if you're you know if you are the only person who's creating your brand, <laughs> you, like you can leave, but then that means the company goes away. Um, right. And 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 so we really didn't want the company to go away, and we're really invested in that, you know. And and um, I became when I when Knock Knock had we merged with them, I became sort of a I, I became a minority owner in both companies. So. Um, I was sort of an, I was a, a minority equity partner. Um, mm-hmm. And so ran, I helped to run kind of both, both brands um, with, the, with the existing executive team at Knock Knock. Um, and, you know, it was Knock Knock's 20th year this year, last year. And, you know, the opportunity came forward to sell and it felt like the right time for a lot of reasons. Right, right. Yeah, it was the, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a good, yeah. it, you know, yeah. and it's a, it's a good direction. And you're right. I mean, like, just because you're good at one thing, I mean, you might take it somewhere else. And, you know, I, I, I mean, like, I, I am just curious what I'm going to see next from you, which sort of leads to my final question, because I feel like every time I'm like, oh, this is what Emily's working on. And this is what she is. And there's always like one other thing, like, oh, I'm doing this book or, oh, <laughs> I'm working with this actress or, Oh, did I tell you I wrote a film? Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) So, um, is there anything else that you're doing that we haven't touched on? (laughs) I, you know, it's funny. I've also been in, no, um, in fact, (laughs) no, there isn't. Um, you know, I have been, I have been focused this last year. I've been working, I've been consulting part-time with Em and friends and I have been really deliberately not doing anything else. Like I, I have been in recovery. Like I, I was deeply, deeply burned out mm-hmm. and I get it in recovery for a few years from that and trying to teach myself new ways of working that, um, don't, you know, sort of rely on those old habits. Um, and you know, just like I've got some health problems that also make it 
so that I can't work that way anymore. Right. Um, even if I wanted to, to, it's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's life. Right. But it's yeah. also, so I've been negotiating that and, um, I will, I don't know what I'll, you know, I really don't know what I'll do. I, I do yeah. have a, I have a non-compete agreement that, um, mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. in a year. And <laughs> so it really, you know, I have, I, I will not be starting another stationary brand. Like nobody needs to worry about that. I'm definitely like, not doing that. Definitely That's not. Off like the table. it's like kind of the one thing I know I'm not going to do. So like <laughs> no problem. Um, I really look forward. I do look forward to to teaching, mm-hmm. mentoring, teaching, um, in some capacity at some point. Um, I am. I've been doing. I've been making money with ideas for 20 years. Like, like my whole career has been about um, sort of using my creativity for uh, like a commodity, you know, monetizing my creativity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. like in some ways is really beautiful and it's a privilege to be able to do that. And I've also sort of strip mined it. Right. right. Like, it's also very debilitating because mm-hmm. you feel like you give in, you give, and then there's nothing left. And everybody's like, but what is Emily doing next? Yeah. Like me. <laughs> I get like, it. No, I it's, totally it's all good. It. It's just, um, I totally get it. But burnout is real. Burnout is, you know, I experienced a little bit of it during the pandemic. And it's yeah. just like, when if you're burnout, you, you can't contribute anything. So no, it's really real. And, it, you know, and, and I may ultimately, you know, I may do work around this in some way. Like I made you mm-hmm. like, I'm really interested in, um, in transitions, uh, just like how we do them. What, you know, I had a podcast called quitted that I did with my friend, Holly Whitaker about quitting stuff, um, this last year that I, um, quit six months in because I realized <laughs> that I wasn't ready to do, I was kind of trying to go from like one identity to another without, without right. resting and, mm-hmm. and being in that space of like, everything kind of falling apart and not knowing what I was doing. And I really have needed to spend time here. Um, and I'm still here, you know, and, good, that's, okay. and that's okay. Like, it's yeah, right. take your time. I think rushing can be the worst thing. Like mm-hmm. that feeling like, Oh, I have to produce something and get something together. Yeah. Like then you rush yeah. it and it's not well executed. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily feel organic to you. And no, it's right, right, right. It doesn't. And so, and so it's like, I'm really paying attention to what to intuition, to what feels organic, even if it doesn't feel like, you know, i it's one of the things that happens when you when you do you know sort of monetize creativity for this long is that it becomes very hard to divorce an idea to divorce ideas from um, their earning potential you know right. like and so it's like I'm trying to remember like I'm trying to train to, to train that out of me and to sure, and to be sure. like what do I love like what feels interesting whether or not it could. Be, you know, I could, could I make a living at this? I don't know. You know, like I have no idea, but, um, you know, I'm doing like a breathwork teacher training in April. Mm-hmm. Like I might just mm-hmm. be a breathwork teacher. I don't know. Like wow. I really don't Take know. your time. Like um, take your yeah. time and let it happen. I feel like the pre- the internal pressure we put on ourselves, like it kind of kill, at least for me, like it kills my creativity. Like if I'm pushing, like this has to be yes. done or I have to yeah. figure this out. Like there goes any original thought because <laughs> in the panic. Totally. So, Take your time. And I know it's going to be, I know it'll be awesome. Like whatever, whatever, whatever the next, you know, evolution of you is, it's going to be amazing. So I, for one, I can't wait to see. Thank you.
Thank you. And thank you so much for coming by and being so generous with your time and, and, you know, and your process, which I, which, um, you know, as I mentioned, I think really, you know, that's part of you, but that's always been part of your brand. And I think that's part of why people like, you know, consumers, especially were so like, oh my God, this woman is saying the things that I've been saying in my head, you know, like that's a really ama- amazing quality. So oh, I think one I'm really looking forward to seeing where you're going to take it. Thank you so much. I so appreciate this. This is a great conversation. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emily, for dropping in the paper fold. I know that I, as well as my listeners, really appreciate your transparency, insights, talents, and just being you. Thank you again from the bottom of my nerdy heart. Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you are so inclined. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there.